Welcome to the FitFo Show with Brandon and Kyle. Here we explore what it takes to live a disciplined and impactful life. If you really want to level up and be the best version of yourself, then this is your podcast. Listen as we dive in deep into what separates the winners from the wannabes. I'm your host, Brandon Bowman. I'm your host, Kyle Westcott. And today we're going to be talking about complacency, living comfortable, and what it means to be average. And um, that is everything that Kyle and I do work every single day hard to make sure we rise above that by following a disciplined life, an impactful life. So keeping uh, visions in sight, um, thinking of every different direction that could lead us to our end goal. So not leaving any stone unturned is pretty much what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So, so Kyle, yeah. I think let's talk about this. I think it might be a cool idea is uh, what's your vision, man? Like, what is it that you want in life? What is it like? Kyle Westcott made it. Uh, my vision is to be successfully uh, mentally, financially, uh, to allow myself the freedom to continuously educate myself mm -hmm. in different avenues in life. No matter how old I am, there's always something that can be learned. Um, I also believe that I, I, will end my life with uh, knowledge to pass on to my children and my grandkids that will help them uh, with good direction in their lives. Uh, that's, that's one thing I really, really hope to achieve is great information to pass along to um, my future generations, um, as well as being financially sound so that they have some assistance more than I had growing up. Um, for college and for their dreams and aspirations, you know, so yeah, that's that my goal in life is to be able to acquire those things and pass them along. Absolutely, dude. And you, man? Uh, for me, it's, well, we've already talked about how much you and I are like, so it's definitely going to be pretty similar in the sense that I really want to build a legacy for those behind me and I want to be able to, uh, take care of my family financially, you know, to an extent, right. You know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely with my media family with like uh, my wife someday and, um, or eventually wife, she knows she is, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, to be able to like take care of her where we're like, we're not worried about the same issues as far as like financially. And, uh, I really do want to get very big into like fitness. I think that's my iron therapy and, uh, I just want to make sure that on my headstone, there's a obviously a, a birth date and a death date, but I really want to make sure that dash in between actually means something to that know, the people that know me. You know, absolutely, dude. That's huge. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> what what did he do in that time frame? Yeah, who what, the hell is Brandon Bowman? Like, yeah, what did he do? Yeah. yeah, what did he change? How did he change things? That's awesome, man. That's really cool leave a good impact. So absolutely, man. What do you think, what do you think causes people, uh, to, to get off of their ass? To, I think, you know, yeah. People, yeah, people, people get, you know, hung up, right? What is it? They, people get complacent. Yeah. So are you asking like, what do I think that why people become complacent or yeah. Yeah. Why do people become complacent? I think that people become complacent as soon as they're, comfortable with where they are 
Now that could be with your job. That could be with your, your wife and kids. That could be with, uh, your fitness. As soon as you become comfortable, you blink your eyes and you wake up 10 years later. And I know a lot of people that are like that. I have a lot of friends that feel that way. And it's like, Oh, I used to be in great shape or, Oh, I used to like, even with like their girlfriend or whatever, or their wife. And like, they had a really good thing going and then it became too comfortable and then nothing changes. And therefore like it just falls apart. And now they're falling into depression, depression, anxiety, you know, yeah. picking up other addictions and things like that. It's, yeah. I know, you know, people like that. I definitely know people like that. So absolutely. Um, do you feel like, do you feel like, um, people just kind of give up? They get to that one point where they're feeling, you know, they get, they're complacent. Uh, still have dreams, still have, you know, aspirations that they want to achieve, but they can't, they don't have that motivated factor to kick them in the rear and get them moving in. And, yeah. um, I think that's a, yeah, I think a lot of people just hold on to that, that feeling that they don't have the motivation mm-hmm. or someone to motivate them or something to motivate them. And that's what keeps them stuck in that rut. I think what happens is people are waiting for uh, somebody to hold their hand. Yeah. Somebody like pull me out of this hole that I put myself into. I, you know, I'm not going to do it until somebody else pulls me out. Like I don't have the discipline to myself to do it. So I'm going to rely on my wife to do it for me when it's not her job to pull you out of that. Yeah. She can support you and aid you. But you know, at the end of the day, look yourself in the mirror and be straight, be real with yourself. And it's like, whose fault, is it really at take some extreme ownership, you know, Jocko yeah. Willink, read that book six times. You'll freaking figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Because I mean, you were born yourself. You weren't born with your wife. No, you know, and you weren't, you weren't born with a, uh, you know, that, what is it? Uh, <laughs> a director, you know, you were yeah. born as like someone, you said, this isn't a person that leads you through your life. Make sure you follow this person's direction or this, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, taking accountability for yourself and stop playing and, the victim. Seriously. Seriously, you know, dude, I could have, there's so many times in my life where I could have played the victim card and could be, to be completely honest, I have played the victim card and that oh, got I got fucking too. nowhere, dude. It gets you fucking nowhere. I mean, that's a way of living and it's a way of, of learning, right? Yeah. I, that's a failure point for me, right? Mm-hmm. But you learn from it, right? You yeah. learn from it and you get moving, you get moving. You're like, this sucks. This isn't how it's supposed to be done. This, I'm not getting nowhere living this way. Time to turn on the. Time to turn it up. Time to get moving. I always say uh, grow through it. Don't just go through it. Grow through it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. That's, up, that's up to you. If you do grow from it, learn from it, you very well could be the person that never does, and then you are that person that's living complacent and comfortable. And boom. Yeah. Man, for everybody who's listened to this podcast, you know, understand that each of us, Brandon and I, both uh, were in points of our lives uh, where, you know, you get discouraged, get discouraged and you're looking and trying to think about like, what's, what's direction that you need to head in and what you're going to do next and how that's going to benefit your lives. And just like we're here to motivate you with our experiences and how we are motivated individuals today, people out there, Eric Thomas, you know, huge motivation, you know, like I listen to that guy every morning. I throw a podcast on when I'm heading to work or when I'm heading to the gym, it's a huge motivator for me, you know, because what we're preaching here, what we're saying here, these guys do every day. 
and they live it and you yeah. can hear the passion in their voices and feeling that feeling the passion in their voices and listening to the message. Don't, don't just listen to the words, listen to how they're saying those words. Mm-hmm. The, the emotion behind it is, is 100% genuine. They mean what they're saying. We mean what we're saying. We're telling you our experiences and how to motivate you. You got to do the same thing. Take it amongst yourself, tune into something. And, those people and us too, like we have our freaking bad days. We have those times where we go into the gym and we're just like completely like, we don't like certain parts of our workouts. We don't like, oh man, I really need to work on this. Like we have our times where we're, we go into that, you know, small depression, but we don't let ourselves stay in that rut. We, you know, and we'll talk about later is surround ourselves with good people, good like-minded people. We find ways we've, find ways and learn ways to get out of those ruts. So that way you're not stuck in there and then you're not losing your mind. You're not falling to that spiraling descent of depression for long terms. Like, okay, cool. I recognizing that I'm falling down this path. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to the certain podcasts that get me going again, certain music. I'm going to do a workout that I know I like. I'm going to uh, go see, go see or call, that friend or your parents or your brother or your sister, whoever it is that gets you out of that. But you need to do that. Like you have to reach out for it. You have to reach out for the help. Uh, Counseling. I do counseling um, for a while. I was doing like once a week, I dialed it back, but that's something that has helped me tremendously. It's, it's going beyond what your friends or family are able to talk to you about. You're actually getting professional help, which is a big deal. Um, But yeah. So, um, I think what is average to you? What is like an average person in your definition? Somebody who is comfortable with whatever their life is at, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, person, average individuals, you know, they're not going to strive to do anything extra. They're going to wake up at six in the morning and they're going to be at work at seven 30 and they're going to work their shift. And instead of working their shift and trying to do the best that they possibly can, they just do the minimal amount. They go to work. They, you know, they get through the eight hour shift. They clock out, they get in their truck or their car and they head on home. Um, and then they, you know, watch TV, they comfortable home, watch TV, you know, they don't pick up a book or, or, and trying to broaden their vocabulary by reading a book or, you know, broadening their, uh, their history by, by picking up a book that pertains to, you know, the history of, of this earth and, you know, different time zones that uh, time periods that we have gone through, you know, and how impactful a certain time period uh, has been for the development of our society uh, as a human race. Um, Somebody who doesn't, you know, want to take on, uh, anything extra than just the bare minimum is, I believe is average. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that people, even with people that I've talked to about with like discipline or comfort and why they don't feel like they're ready to wear the brand, which we'll get to in a second. But if you are finding ways to improve on yourself, finding ways to, for better self-development, you are getting up before work or going after work to go work out or doing something out of like your normal routine to better yourself you're not average yeah i think people will get that confused because maybe you 
feel like you're an average person, but if you are actively doing something to improve yourself, I'm telling you right now, you're not an average person. Yeah. And I, I want to go back to what I, what I said is about, you know, if you're just comfortable going through the, just the normal thing every single day and not taking those little extra steps. I mean, they're little steps, mm-hmm. picking, picking up a book and reading a book. You know, I'm not saying you have to read the entire book, you know, 20 chapters, hundred chapters, whatever it may be, read a chapter or two a night. Okay. Reading a chapter two a night is going to get you closer to the end of that book, which then gets you closer to another book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is another book full of words, new vocabulary that you will be able to have within your vocabulary repertoire and understanding of those words. Another thing is like when you go to work, instead of just doing the bare minimum at work, you know, I mean, do something a little extra, you know, ask, you know, for a little bit more responsibility in a particular part of your job, you know, um, and then start slow, you know, like it's good to, uh, broaden yourself in these aspects because you, you, you begin to understand why successful people are successful mm. is because they're uncomfortable being comfortable oh, in that basic task of the day. Mm. Instead of, instead of getting up at six in the morning and having an hour to get them, you know, get breakfast and get dressed and get ready for work, they're getting up at five. They're getting up at 4.30 and they're eating breakfast and they're maybe going for a run or they're going to do a workout before. They're going to get their body fully awoken to get them ready for the rest of their day. Then they're going to go to work. And at work, they're not just going to do the bare minimum. They're going to be trying to be the most superior individual at work. I'm not saying be a tyrant, but they're going to be there. They're going to make sure that if somebody needs assistance with something, they're going to be there to assist them or help direct them the right way to get that particular task done correctly and efficiently. Okay. Uh, they're going to be there to make sure that, you know, the day runs smoothly and, and that um, whatever is going on within that job is, is going well and is being productive. Okay. Whether it be helping out coworkers, helping out patients, uh, whether and making sure that, you know, things are folded right or in the right location stuff like that. Just taking that little, you know, instead of walking by something that's, you know, there's thrown on the floor when you know it's on a shelf, like two feet away, instead of walking past it, you pick the box up, you pick whatever it is up, you put it where it needs to be. It's in its place. It's in the right spot. You move on that little simple thing. That's it. That's a success. You know, the same thing is when you go home, instead of going home and just jumping right on your couch, you know, maybe go, go for a walk, you know, relive your day, you know, think about the things that you've done through your day, you know, think about, you know, how it made you feel to do those extra tasks and, 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 and then think about the next day, you know, that's so good today. Mm-hmm. I did a lot. I felt very productive, you know, I'm going to do it tomorrow and I'm going to do it the day after and I'm going to do it the day after and, and see how it changes the way you think you're, you're going to be very shocked on how you start to develop as an individual because um, it is tiring at first, but as you continue that same regimen, you stay on that path of doing the same thing. You start to find that it's a lot easier and mm-hmm. it's, it's not as hard as you think it was going to be. And it, it's going to make you feel a lot better and you're going to, you're going to see uh, life a whole, whole lot differently. Yeah. I think if you also like at the end of the day, kind of like, re like go over everything you did in the day you might be able to find something that you're like more a little bit more proud of or like something that you can improve on or you know you can 
do some self reflecting on your day. And then I like what you said too, is like plan out your day in your head too. And like visualize your day tomorrow. I've talked to some people about that or getting to a scheduling, start scheduling out these things and putting it in your, into a planner. So that way you're going to be more, you have a better chance of actually like following through with that. So mm-hmm. like tomorrow, put it in your calendar that you're going to wake up at a certain time that you're going to be doing this workout and know what that workout is, you know, and yeah, something uh, you visually can see, it makes you accountable. You can't visually see it. Some people, you know, they'll throw the excuse out. Oh, I didn't write it down. So I, I didn't remember, but I got home and I remembered it. But if you write things down or I know we have freaking iPhones, we have Apple watches that bling, they send you a notification, you know, once you've set something in your phone, you know, say, you know, it's six, it's six o'clock. You need to eat, you know, it's, um, it's seven o'clock. You need to, you're supposed to be at your workout at the gym, you know, whatever it is. Like you can set this up the very simple reminders and, and they help, especially if somebody needs that little kick in the rear, those little notifications are, are huge kicks in the rear because then you start thinking if you don't do it, then it's like, Oh my God, I didn't, I didn't eat. And my yeah. alarm went off. I watched, I saw it go off and I looked at it and I didn't eat. Uh, it's seven o'clock. I'm supposed to be at the gym right now. And, you know, I'm being lazy. Then you start being accountable for what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. there's a this um, definition for complacencies we put up here. And I'm just going to read it off, Brandon, so that everybody can understand. Like, you know, sure. if, if they don't understand complacency or what what the, the definition is, is uh, the danger is that being too complacent can derail your career. Complacency is a feeling of quiet pleasure or security, often while unaware of some potential danger detect or the like self self-satisfaction or smug satisfaction with an existing situation or condition. Okay. Well, so go ahead. Yeah. So I think was what I'd say a uh, potential danger defect or the like I could tell you when I was in the Marine Corps, I flew in helicopters. No, I didn't fly them. I was in the back. Um, and we literally said complacency kills because that is a legitimate statement that I have, uh, you know, there's certain incidences that happened in the Marine Corps without going into details that some people are no longer here. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you're not being the military, but maybe you work with heavy equipment. Maybe you work in medical, the medical field. And as soon as you become complacent and you're not paying attention, you literally could kill somebody or yourself. It is that simple as crossing the street and not paying attention and it's all over or driving down the road and you're too focused on your phone or whatever it is that's going on that you think is way more important than your surroundings. And the next thing you know, you're not having to worry about those because something bigger and worse has happened to you. So complacency legitimately can kill you, obviously, maybe not, but, but maybe it is a slower like process. Maybe it's not, not paying attention while you're driving, but maybe it's, not taking care of yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, your relationships, your finances, and then 10, 15 years from now, it ultimately did kill you or just like dismantled some relationships. Like this is not just like something to just like pass over or like not pay attention to or not do some self reflection on like another, another way for complacency to be understood is comfortability. Mm -hmm. Um, Comfortability, you know, people are like, well, I'm comfortable. I mean, comfortable is supposed to be great. You know, you're supposed to be comfortable. Yes, you are supposed to be comfortable. There is times that you're com- when you're comfortable that could hurt you. 
And to piggyback off what Brandon, what you were saying about the military, a lot of bad things happen when soldiers get complacent. They've been on a tour too long. They've been away from mom. They've been away from their wives, their kids, their families. They are ready to get out of the hot zone and get home. They're ready to get stateside. So they get comfortable. They get complacent. And then something kicks off, man. Something kicks off. They need to be on their toes. They need to be, their head needs to be on the swivel so that they're watching their surroundings and they're also watching the backs of their, their battles. Okay. And, and when you get comfortable and complacent, the probability of a mistake coming is far great. And that's when, that's when, that's when people, it's sad to say, but that's when, that's when the people don't come home. That's when the boys don't come home. The soldiers don't come home is because they get complacent and they, they lost, they lost the vision of why they're there and they're just ready to get away. And the same thing happens, like you said, in different aspects of, of life, you know, in the healthcare complacency, you get comfortable thinking that, you know, you're not going to get stuck with a needle because you've done it a million times and it's just simple and you know how to do it and whatnot. And next thing you know, you just got stuck with a needle and, you know, you have to start, you start thinking about different diseases and things that you may have contracted because of that stick, you know, yeah. uh, then you start thinking of your life and you start thinking about the people around you that now that's going to affect you know, and understanding that, you know, you have to understand, be comfortable and, and understand your, your abilities, but know that in situations where you are being uh, relied on to do things uh, properly in an effective manner um, and, and doing it that way is huge. It's, yep. it's, 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 it can, it can change your life. It can change everybody else's life. And so understanding what complacency and being comfortable uh, means is huge. But what I was saying is, you know, when you get complacent stuff like that and it's excuses, right? We finished with excuses yep. and it's, it's, everyone has an excuse on why they're comfortable and why they, you know, are okay with being where they are, you know? And it's like, you know, it's not making excuses. Okay. You know that you're, you're not owning up to your full potential. Okay. And it's because you're afraid of being uh, looked at differently. You're afraid of being laughed at. You're afraid of failure whenever oh, failure is the best teacher, the best teacher. Nobody has ever learned anything without failing. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you misunderstood something, that's a failure. Okay. Even if you understand a, a small amount, but if you don't have the full picture, okay, and it's the wronger, so you're like, oh, yeah, you know, when it comes down to, uh, you know, simply, you know, here we'll go, driving, rules and regulations, right? So I've seen a lot of people come into the emergency room from using their cell phones, getting in accidents and things like that. And <clears throat> people make excuses, well, I needed to send a text because of, um, I was meeting somebody somewhere. Okay, yeah, you need to send a text, but you could have pulled over to the side of the road and sent that text. You could have messaged that individual before you left and say, hey, I'm jumping in the car. I'm getting on the road now. I'll be there in 30 minutes. I have my GPS on and my ETA is 32 minutes, maybe with some um, light traffic. Uh, I'll call you when I get close, which means you pull over and you call that person instead of putting people around you in jeopardy because you're paying attention to your phone, you're not paying attention to the road. 
especially down where I live, man, there's a lot of traffic. And then someone gets into a car accident and then they're going to jump out. And the first thing anybody ever says is what? When there's an accident, the first person, the first time some, the, the person gets out of the car and they go, I'm sorry. Every single time. Mm-hmm. And instead of owning up, and just, sorry doesn't fix somebody's car. Sorry doesn't bring somebody back from the dead. Somebody uh, doesn't bring a limb back. It doesn't doesn't fix a financial situation that that person was already in now is significantly more because now their car is damaged because you were being irresponsible on the phone. Okay. Understanding that not making an excuse and just being real will guide you a lot better. It'll make yes. you it'll make you understand things a lot better if you just understand that you know you were wrong and excuses are like assholes and everybody has one. Well, it's like we talked about earlier. It's like taking taking ownership of your your actions, you know. And a yeah. lot of people have a hard time with that. And kind of like what I was saying, I think we had a little bit of connection issues. But a lot of people have their uh, you know, hundred excuses for everything. Like maybe they are late to work, yep. and they already have six excuses ready to go. So by the time they got there, depending on what their boss says, they already got two or three ready to go with some alibis. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe you have your excuses pre made before you even go to bed about why you're not going to make it up get up in the morning. You know, and then you're laying in your bed for about 10, 15 minutes. You don't actually go and you beat yourself up the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It's like take ownership of your, your, uh, failures in that, you know, and, yeah. uh, make, do something about it. So something yeah. I've always uh, told myself is, you know, discipline over your damn excuses. Like, absolutely. That's going to be what makes the, you know, the great separates the great from the average, the winners from the wannabes is consistency. And a really cool quote. I'm not really sure who it's from. It's like, if you're persistent, you will get it. If you are consistent, you will keep it. Because, you know, a lot of people that are like, oh, I used to do this. I used to do that. And then you look at where they're at. They're nowhere near what they're talking about because they're never consistent. So therefore, they're never going to keep it. Absolutely. I mean, uh, one of our guests that we're going to have here, Paul, uh, Paul, that's a prime, prime uh, example of somebody who's persistent and consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I coach a kid wrestling. Uh, we'll get into that when we when we have our um, when we have him on the show. The boy was a you know little scrawny little guy, not very muscle uh, on the kid, very thin, um, but, and he didn't know very much. But he was very persistent, and he applied himself each and every day. He was in the room. And outside of the room too, because of their grades, making sure that the grades were where they needed to be so that they could compete. And a lot of them, you know, had trouble. I would sit with them in the wrestling room after we've just had a three-hour practice, four-hour practice. Sit there in the wrestling room and do math with uh, my wrestlers. You know, go through algebra. You know, geometry. You know, help write some papers. You know, help them in English. Whatever it was, I would sit there and help them but they were persistent because they knew that they could come and ask me for help and that there was somebody there that cared about what they were doing. So it was a motivation factor for them. Um, and the consistency continuously coming back, you know, not just taking it the one time and running with it. Oh, he helped me with my homework for tomorrow. Okay. We're cool. And then not, you know, asking for any more help and then failing a class because they didn't continuously ask for help and to understand the entire subject. 
So persistence and consistency is, is, is huge. So I think what I'd like to talk about next is uh, something I call network is your net worth. And that's the people okay. that you surround yourself with. Um, mm-hmm. I know this is going to be very tough because we all, we both know people that are like this. That's, um, I mean, you know, a lot of people, you probably already know that's like who you surround yourself with is like who you are, who you become. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, if you want to get into like, you know, bodybuilding community or get into like working out, you're going to surround yourself with those kind of people. Yep. And same with like finances too, like finding good mentors in business and, you know, careers and things like that, you know, find somebody at work that you love the way they do their job and, yes. you know, <laughs> being around them and things like that. Yeah. Cause this is going to be a really tough statement for people, but you could fuck your whole life up just by hanging out with people with no goals and ambition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you, if you think you're that person, then damn straight, you might be that person and it's never too late to change that. You know, the mindset it's all, it's a big mindset, dude. Mindset, discipline, like taking control of your, um, of yourself, you know, uh, take ownership of your actions, like make that change. Now you're never too old, never too young to make those, those pivoting, shifting changes, life altering changes. And yeah, I got, I got a buddy of mine who, <laughs> I mean, he always, I've, I've heard this statement come out of his mouth several times. He goes, I separate myself from people that have, have no goals or aspirations mm-hmm. that are, are comfortable. They're complacent. He's like, I, I can't, I can't be around him. Well, his words are, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't fuck with people like that. That's, dude, um, it's, it brings you down. It brings you down too, you know? And, and one of the things that he always says is, you know, I'm always putting positivity out to uh, the, the atmosphere so that I attract it, you know, mm-hmm. positivity attract, right? So he's, he's, he's always saying, one of the buddies is always saying stuff like that. And, you know, uh, he really is one of those guys that deters <laughs> being away from uh, uh, negative individuals because those people are just going to bring you down. They're going to, they're going to latch onto you and, and, and try to pull you to the level that they're at. Once they see that you're, you're, you're climbing the ladders and you're making all the advancements with all the hard work, you know, and that person, once you start hanging around those, those, those people, they, uh, they want to just keep you at their level because they're not motivated to get, get going and get forward and achieving the goals that they had set us up, set for themselves. Yeah. And I think that's going to hurt a lot of feelings for some people that are starting to think that they're the ones, you know, it takes, you know, reflect on yourself a little bit. And maybe if you are that person, you know, it's now's the time to like make that switch. And like I said, that Kyle and I, like we, yeah, we may, you may know us and you may feel like you're that person, but you know, that's on you. That's like your experience and like what you, how you feel. And so if you do feel like that, then maybe you should make that change or make that pivot to live that impactful life. Because that's how Kyle and I became really good friends is we surround ourselves with this kind of mindset, like the entrepreneur, the fitness industry, like we're definitely going to make it because we're going to put in the time. We're going to put in the effort. We're going to be persistent and we're going to be consistent and we're going to go out and fulfill our vision and our dreams. And uh, support people along the way because you know we're working in healthcare right now. Uh, I've done breast cancer awareness. I've raised a ton of money f- through that, and I'm always looking for ways to help build our community, help other people, and um, uh, it's just all about surrounding yourselves with those good people because 
if you have like problems with like addictions or things like that, and you're hanging out with people that like to drink every single weekend or all the time, guess what kind of person you're going to turn into, you know, same person. Yep. So that's not the life I want to live. And if we're not in line with those certain goals and that's okay, it's nothing wrong with like people growing apart or whatever it's, you know, it's just the way life is, you know, your same friends from when you're a child or in the military or in your, your workflow or your business or career, you know, may not be the same as they were like five years ago, 10 years ago. So if you, if you feel like you're the people that are, you know, the Debbie downers that say, you know, uh, you figure it out, man, uh, we're here to motivate, you know, and then, you know, I'm not going to let anything hinder my ability to move forward because I have dreams to make sure that my life is fulfilled and happy and that before I die, and I, I say this a lot um, because of experiences I've acquired. So within working in healthcare, you know, I'm sure that you can uh, uh, agree with what I'm going to say. It's like you have the end of life and you have the beginning of life. And, you know, you learn, to, you start to communicate with a lot of people. You make a lot of relationships and, it's, and, and you hear a lot of stories. And I have heard a lot of patients, you know, say, I wish, I wish I did this. I wish I went to Niagara Falls. I wish I would have worked out more. I wish I would have ate healthier. I wish I would have done this. And then you hear the other side where you hear, I can remember when I went to Thailand and I, you know, was in the elephant. Uh, I was in the elephant um, parade or, or. Yeah. They were the you know walking around um, visualizing exotic animals that were on an endangered species list, and they were in like reserves that were protected them. And I can remember when I went to you know Antarctica, whatever. The people that are saying that I remember is because they would live the filled life. They took the the life that they had, and they made sure that every second that they had was accounted for something. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't wishing to do it. It was making the choice to do it, managing their time and going and doing it, figuring it out and going and doing it, you know, and that's what I'm going to be on. When, when I pass away, when I'm in my deathbed, my kids are looking at me before my eyes shut. I'm going to say, I, I can remember when I went, you know, when I went to Australia or when I went to, you know, wherever, you know, hell. When I went to the moon, hopefully we can do that in my lifetime. <laughs> right. But, you know, if that, if that opportunity ever presents us, I will, I will work myself as hard as I can to be able to uh, experience that, you know, and whatever I want to do is, 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 is going to be done in my life because I have the drive and motivation to do it. So I'm not going to be that person. And that's how everybody should, should live. They should strive to better themselves in every aspect of their life and to see as much as possible. Don't keep yourself secluded in one area because you're just comfortable and you know how, you know, it's, it's easy to get through the day because by the, by the time you know it, you're going to be at that, that last breath and that's it, you know? So who knows what's after, but you know, I want to know, I'm going to take full advantage of what this world has to offer. I'm going to motivate the people around me and push them to do great things and be the best version of themselves that they possibly can be. 
I know Brandon, you're on the same page. That's why we're such homies, bro. At the end of the day, guys, if you're persistent, you will get it. If you're consistent, you will keep it. Take ownership of your actions. Nobody has time for excuses. And uh, let's live a disciplined and impactful life. So I really want to thank you guys for tuning in. Again, if it's not your first time, thank you guys. This is our second episode. We are super excited for the journey ahead. And we're looking forward to your feedback, your love, and your support. And if you guys could like subscribe, talk to somebody about it. That's all we ask from you guys. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, my name is Brandon. And I'm Kyle Westcott. Hey, as long as, as, as we're ending here, we are launching the YouTube channel. Okay. So if you're hearing this podcast on Spotify, uh, go ahead and tune into discipline over comfort over on YouTube. Um, you will see, you know, this podcast and our first podcast. Uh, again, we greatly appreciate the feedback that you have for us whether it be positive or negative feedback is feedback it's growth in a positive direction for us so you guys keep killing it we love your uh support peace peace thanks guys